Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. We're delighted that you've decided to join us and also a big thank you to those people who have donated to the GoFundMe campaign that we have going on to turn some of these fantastic interviews using the resources and the knowledge and the wisdom of our guests and creating a book for children so that they have access to this at such an early age so that we can then support them as they grow through their teenage years. We've had donations from America as well as here in the UK and I'm really grateful for every pound that people have donated. To find out more and see how you can get involved, please go to educationonfire.com forward slash book and that will direct you straight to the GoFundMe page. That's educationonfire.com forward slash book. Today I'm going to be talking to John Walsh and he's from the Standout Movement. Now John is a best-selling author, speaker, coach, mentor and business advisor and he has a passion for helping students and young professionals really stand out but also fulfil their potential with the skills and knowledge that he's gained over his years as being an executive with the Walt Disney Company and at Madison Square Garden. Now he's going to be sharing this wisdom with us to understand what it is that can make you stand out, how you can get ahead, how you can make an impact on your world because that was the key thing that came through was the fact that in order to be your best self moving forward that gives back so much much to the world around you and I think understanding that as educators as parents and as youngsters having a framework and support that the standout movement is created is going to be such a powerful thing to support people going on so this is my conversation with John Walsh talking about the standout movement hi John thank you so much for joining us here on the education on fire podcast I think we should start when you hear things like Disney and Madison Square Garden then it just sounds like your life is one joyous and just incredibly privileged in so many ways. So let's take us with some of those jobs and some of those experiences and then we can we can walk it back to just exactly how that uh, occurred as you went through your life. Sure, Mark. Sure. It's good to see you. Uh, and I appreciate the time to, to have this conversation with you. It was exactly what you said. It was a uh, brilliant and uh, wonderful career, still is. And Everything worked perfectly, if that's really only the way it actually happened, but it's not. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I had uh, I spent 18 years as an executive with the Walt Disney Company in Florida, um, leading teams in various parts of the globe uh, in theme parks and resorts. And I spent a couple years with Madison Square Garden up in New York. Um, and so all my roles were in finance and strategy. Um, and so that's how I made a living uh, until I got to where I'm at right now. And how did you get in, in into those roles? Was it a question of kind of being parachuted in from from your sort of college education, or was it a little bit more um, a little bit more on the kind of the gravy train in terms of just sort of getting on in, and and following your nose once you were in the company? Yeah, I uh, the the Disney role I did get out of college. Um, I it, it it was a little bit of, of luck in some respects. Um, I had run into somebody when I was uh, on a summer vacation, or maybe it was a spring vacation with my with my parents, and I talked to someone when I was there in my senior year of, of college, and um, I struck up a conversation. This is, you know, you just never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to talk to, and uh, she liked the conversation, I guess, we had, and she called me once I had gotten back home and asked if I'd be interested in doing an internship there, and so I did. 
And uh, I spent my summer year between my junior and senior years at Disney. And then I was fortunate enough to get an offer. But I had offers at a number of different places coming out of school. Most of my classmates went on to do consulting or investment banking in New York. Um, I decided to go to Disney instead because I want it fit my values as a person more than I wasn't really about the money and working 100 hour weeks and all that. I, I had other things I wanted to do. And so Disney fit my value system a little bit more in the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And so I, I took my took the job with Disney. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I believe in standing out. I've always believed that. And so I've always done things a little bit differently. And so I you know, everyone tells you, hey, when you get a job, you're supposed to work hard and you're supposed to take on big projects and you're supposed to learn about the business. And that's all great. And I think if I had followed the advice that everybody gave me <laughs> and the advice that everybody takes, I wouldn't have stood out in my career. And so I did different things a little bit differently, um, which we can talk about. But uh, I worked uh, I worked pretty hard and, and Disney afforded me the opportunity to uh, get some opportunities, which I capitalized on. And let's go into that a little bit in terms of, of the standing out, in terms of doing what you're told, in terms of doing what you think is right, as opposed to, to being yourself and actually sort of following your intuition and that kind of thing. Because I think, especially in the education at the moment, there's a little bit of, you know, not putting your head above the parapet too much sometimes, not asking any questions to come across as if you don't know the answers. Um, you know, if you go to school, you keep your head down, you come out with some qualifications, and then hopefully you'll get a job or you go to university and then get a job and everything will be fine and we know that really isn't the case so what was it about you or your value system or where did that all come from that made you think actually you're going to do it your way i i i've always wanted to, my career was a little bit different we'll talk about this as you know as we work backwards as you said but i started my career a little bit later than than most people i didn't have a traditional path to get to school in the first place. And I didn't have a traditional path while I was in school. And so I wasn't going to take a traditional path when I was in my career. And I had always wanted to do things a little bit differently because I figured that if I'm doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, I'm sort of leaving my career up to chance and up to luck um, because we're all working hard and we're all doing the things that you know we're told to do. So I, I wanted to do things a little bit differently. And so my focus was on a couple things. One is I made sure, not that I looked really good. I really made sure that my my leader, uh, my boss looked really good. And so I was always willing to, you know, give, give credit, make him look good, prepare him or her uh, for anything that they had. And basically I figured that if I helped them in their job, they would help me in mine. And so I was really focused on, my leadership. And that served me really well. And I also, instead of just doing my job, I always did and. Um, and so I, I was a financial analyst, for example. And I did that really well. And I really focused on, um, you know, modeling and techniques and all that. But I went further and made sure I applied strategy and thought and, you know, operational decisions to it. So when someone asked me for analysis, I had a point of view um, that was more than just the numbers. It was also backed by stories and things I had been seeing out in the parks and resorts. And so I always had that little bit of extra uh, to give into my roles. Um, and then I just made sure that I was, I really knew the business better than anybody. I wanted to make sure I knew the guests that came to the theme parks. I wanted to make sure I knew what was happening in the industry. And so I went above and beyond my role 
Um, and I think those things serve me really well. And it really is interesting, isn't it, how that kind of giving to other people, making other people not look good, but kind of making sure they're prepared, making sure they've got everything that you can offer and more. Um, and, and they do say, you know, that's the, the best way for to be successful, the best way to, to enjoy a, a really rich life is to actually give it out before you then receive it. That's exactly right. I, I've, I've always believed, and I, I didn't know this at first, but I learned it over time, but I firmly believe now, and I did back then, that whatever you put out in the world is what you're going to get back. And so I always made sure that I was doing that first and then not expecting it in return. And um, whatever that was, and whether that was making sure other people were successful, I'd be successful. If I made sure other people were happy, it would make me happy. And I didn't do it with those reasons. I truly did it because in my heart, I wanted other people to succeed. I wanted other people to be happy. I wanted to see the business grow. Um, I was more focused on external things than I was internal things. Cause at that point, um, you know, it was, it was really more about, about that for me. And so that really helped me really well. I mean, I think it was that. And then I, you know, I, the other thing I learned in, in jobs is that whether you go into a meeting or you go into a project or an interview or whatever else, there's always three things that you want people to do. One is what I want them to think. The second is what I want them to do. And the third, which people don't really pay attention to is how do I want them to feel? And so I always made sure I went in um, with the, you know, the thought, the action, and then I really focused on how other people felt. So the, whatever I did, whatever that end product was, how did they feel about it? If I went into an interview, how did I feel like this, this conversation we're having, I'll share knowledge and everything else. I want you to think certain things and I want listeners to do certain things, but I really hope people are inspired and they feel something with this conversation. And that's really important to me as well. And I think that feeling translates into decisions that people make, particularly about yourself. I think that's really true. And and you talked about, you know, having conversations with people and, you know, and how these things, you know, you can call it luck or, or destiny or whatever it happens to be. But I think it's that connection and it's quite hard to put it into words. But I think the way you make people feel is, is, is essentially that. And that can happen in just a look. It can happen in, in a short conversation or, or even in more detail. But I, I think I think that's where you have that sort of person to person thing which is where relationships come and that's where even if it's intuitively that's what people want and how they want to connect and and how they want to work with and how they want to spend their time no question about it i mean think about what one of the things i did when i was at disney in my executive role is um i was the executive champion for recruiting and so it was it was my job to lead a team that went out and found got talent at different schools um, other companies and then recruited them to come work for disney and um you know it was it's interesting because we go through all the checklists when you're when you're re- reviewing candidates and you're looking at them right you're making sure that their resume that that you know all the things that we're told to do you know obviously there's no misspellings and everything is you know looks good and all but you know, we're really making sure that they that they have the skills and the capabilities to do the job. And we're checking those boxes and we're checking to make sure that they can do the job and everything else. 
But at the end of the day, the candidates start to look the same, especially when you're interviewing so many and you're seeing so many people that sometimes it just comes down many times. It just comes down to a gut feel. Um, you don't really know, but your gut tells you. And that's that's what you go with. And it's that emotional feeling that whether you had a connection with someone. I mean, it's just like if you're dating. Right. It's like this person should be right for me. Like every, all, everything says this person should be right for me. But how does that person make you feel? And, you know, a product, a brand, uh, whatever, it's like it, it fulfills that 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 mental need. But does it feel that emotion, feel the emotional need and that connection? And so that's just super important. And so I've always focused on that in my career. And let's do a bit of a dive into you, you, you said, you know, we've talked about these fantastic jobs and, and, and we can just tell by the way you're describing all these things about you know the 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 feelings and the intellect and the understanding of the business and 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 the goings sort of that extra mile to really make it everything that you want it to be but tell us a little bit about the you talked about your high school and, and that not being traditional and college and not being traditional how how did that influence though that that sort of natural ability or or that way of thinking and and tell us a little bit of that story briefly yeah, I mean, the other thing that drove me when I was in my career is I had a lot of drive and I had a lot of hunger. And um, every one of us has a past, a present, and a future. And my past, the things that I went through in my past, just like anybody else, I mean, we all have challenges. We all face adversity at some points in our life. And I faced adversity when I was in high school and a little bit after high school. And that adversity, overcoming that adversity really drove me, made me hungry to never go back. And my story was when I was a senior in high school, my parents had gotten divorced, which happens a lot. Um, so it's nothing new there. But I think the way that I handled it and the way things transpired, I was homeless when I was in high school. So my senior year, my last year in high school, so I don't know what I was, 17, 18 years old or something, um, I didn't have a place to live. And so I I survived effectively through my senior year. And even after I graduated, which I'm still not sure how I did, because I, when I became homeless, I never really went to school. I think that, I think my high school just gave me a diploma and wanted me out. <laughs> so, um, I was, I, you know, it was a struggle for me for a year or so after that. Um, I know that I, there was a family that took me in at one point and I was working in a restaurant and I was saving up some money. And I remember going to my bank to pull out some money and I stuck my ATM card in and the machine took my ATM card. And I come to find out that the family had taken my ATM. They had found out what my pin was and they had wiped my bank account clean. So um, I, I had a lot of challenges when I was young growing up. And and so I was I, I battled that homelessness for a while. And even once I sort of got my feet back on the ground, I never really knew what I wanted to do in life. I, I didn't know. I was going to go into the music industry, then I was going to be a pilot, and then I wanted to be a DJ, and I was going to be a lawyer. I was do I wanted to do all these different things, and so I spent most of my 20s, early to mid-20s, doing these various jobs and deciding to go back to school. And it doesn't just happen overnight, right? You don't just like have this aha moment and you go back to school, yeah, but for sure. <laughs> I, I went to school later in life um, after most people, you know, eight eight or nine, maybe even 10 years later than others did. And that means that I started my internship at Disney when I was, you know, approaching 30, when everyone else does it when they're in their early 20s. And 
So I, I always felt like I was 10 years behind where I should be. And so it gave me a hunger to one, I never wanted to go back to that feeling of homelessness, that feeling of loneliness, that feeling of um, not accomplishing anything. And I also was, I've always been chasing that person that was 10 years ahead. And, and I think that's great advice for people. You don't have to have gone through what I went through, but I think if you're always chasing that person that you can be 10 years from now, I think that's a really great way to approach life and approach success in business uh, is to chase that potential that's out there. And I always think it's really interesting, but I think really supportive to hear these kind of stories because especially when you're younger, you know, you, you kind of think, oh, but so-and-so managed to achieve this because it was just put in their lap or, or this happened or that happened. And so often that's not the case. And even if it appears like that from the outside, which of course in this modern age with social media and all the kind of the, the glossy feel of everything, we know that's just a facade. It's not actually real most of the time. But understanding that it's not about what's happened to you, but much more about how you take that on board, how you decide to look at it, how you internalize it, how you want to then use it to move forward. And no matter how dire the situation, anything is possible. And I think when you start to understand that enough to put it into practice and, and understand the sorts of conversation that we're having today about, um, like I said, working with people and, and trying to go that extra mile and all of that, things do change. And and then those chance meetings, those conversations, the opportunities arise because you're putting all that energy out there in, in a way which can make it change for you. And like I say, it doesn't happen overnight, but that definitely seems to be the way it works. No question about it. I mean, I, I think... I don't, especially when you're, it's, it's easier for us. We've, we've been through it. Right. And, and we're a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Uh, it's hard when you're younger to understand those concepts and you're a hundred percent. Right. I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how right you are. <laughs> and we, it's hard to put yourself in that situation and to think that that's true when you're younger. But at the end of the day, we really are 100% in control of our lives. It is entirely up to us. I mean, even if, even, let's just say for a minute that something is even given to you. Let's say someone just comes out, you know, you're walking the street, someone walks up to you and says, here's a job, go at it. You still have to do the work. You still have to put in the effort. You still have to put in the time. Um, nothing's given to you. And and I, I, I wrote a book recently, and, and in my book, the very first chapter is dedicated to this. It's really all about how you are 100% in control of your life. And not everyone believes that, but it's true. And it's really because three things. Number one, you decide what, you're, what you do. Every day, every decision, you decide what to eat, what to say, what to wear, it, you decide. Number two is you decide what not to do. So you make the decision what path to take, what class not to take, what job not to take, what thing not to say or whatever. And then the third is you are the one that reacts to whatever happens to you. Like you can't prevent things from happening to you. That's life. But you are 100 percent in control of what happens. So if we control what we do, we control what we don't do and we control how we react to things, then by default, we are 100 percent in control of our life. And what means that and if you want something, you have to go get it. You have to do it. You have to like your goal in life should be no one's going to hand you anything. You've got to put yourself on the doorstep to receive those things, those opportunities or whatever. And the more you put yourself out there, the more you go after what you um, deserve or what you could get, the more opportunities that are going to come to you. Um, no question about it. I mean, when I was homeless, it was really easy to blame my parents. Um, 
and to say, well, they did it and all, but I chose to react to it differently. Now it took me a while. Cause I was just like everyone else when you're younger, because you're trying to figure who you're out, who you are, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? But ultimately I was responsible for how I responded to that situation. So, yeah, I think, I think that's incredibly insightful in so many ways. And I think it's interesting that the being younger um, idea in as much as those people who are listening who are younger there's so much going on like you say you're developing you're learning you're trying to get to grips with who you are all of that kind of thing and it's easier for us I think to look back and you can see the good the bad and the ugly in terms of how you dealt with that um, and and I know you know there might be advice that you're given when you're younger which you don't take on board but I think my feeling more and more now which is the reason I, I get excited about these conversations is the fact that if you've never heard it in the first place then you could never have taken it on board and it might be that you only take part of it or you you remember a snippet of something or oh yeah that that yeah there was that conversation or there was this piece of advice somewhere but once you've got it when you're ready and that's I guess part of the, the slightly bigger picture of kind of your own journey and your own path and, and all of that kind of thing but if it's not there to begin with then, then you can't act on it anyway that's exactly right I mean there are opportunities all over the place I mean there are just there has to be by by nature right there's there's eight billion people in the world and everybody needs something um, there are a lot of jobs out there. There are a lot of people to meet. There are a lot of places to help. There's so much opportunity in the world and it doesn't come to us. We go to it. And that's why it's called opportunity. And I, I think if we approach it that way, especially younger, I mean, you're right. It's, but you never know, especially when you're younger, you get, there's, there's so much information thrown at you. You get, you know, books to read suggestions. You get, you, you see videos on YouTube, you, you get advice from your parents and friends, and you never know what one idea or two ideas will, will stick on you that lead you in a path to, to do a certain thing or, or some experience that you've had with someone. Um, you know, my hope for this conversation today is one person. I mean, if just one person says, well, if he can do what he did, because trust me, I am nothing special. There's nothing, I don't have a special talent. I'm not... I'm not the tallest guy in the world, the strongest guy, the fastest guy, the smartest guy. You know, and I, there's nothing special about me other than I am who I am and there's no one like me. And I was in I walked in a journey that no one else walked um, day day to day the way I did. And if I can do it with nothing special about me, if I can come from being homeless to being a, a, an executive with Disney, and starting my own company and helping other kids do the same thing, anybody can do it. You just have to be willing to walk forward and take the steps and do the things that people are suggesting that you do. Yeah, absolutely love that. And and let's take us into the standout movement and 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 all the stuff that you're doing now. What was the was there an aha kind of transition to take you out of that sort of more executive role into doing this yourself or was it just an, an opportune time or and what's your real sort of passion and and your desire for it what is it you're trying to do with it well what I'm trying to do is is I'm trying to help students and young professionals prepare for life after school um, you know no matter where you are in the world you go to school or a trade school or you know you, you start working right away and there's no manual there's no pamphlet there's nothing you can read that says here's how you approach life and our parents try to do the best they can with the experiences they have and what they've learned 
but there's nothing that really prepares you for success. Um, that's why you have your podcast. That's why, you know, we do what we do. And so what my mission is, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help students and young professionals accelerate their potential and stand out early and often. Because I truly believe that if I can help kids accelerate to that 10-year version of themselves faster, then they're going to go on to do amazing things and help other people. So that's what the standout movement is about. It's about preparing students and young professionals for life after school, success, happiness, and all the things that come with it. Um, when I was recruiting for Disney, I saw a lot of great potential out there, and I saw you know students coming in and they had their major and they had you know they had an internship or whatever, but they, they there was just a lot of stuff that was lacking. And I've always said, gosh, if someone could just teach them how to do certain things and not wait for them to get into the job in year three, four, or five. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so I started working on this book cause I just wanted to get, so I didn't start a book. I actually started like just jotting down ideas and it turned into a book. And as I shared this, like, I would love to help students, young professionals. And I shared my ideas. So many people told me that you need to do this and this is the world needs it and everything else. And, and it just got to a point where I started asking myself, I could either continue the life I'm doing and I can retire in a few years as a multimillionaire with all the money that I've saved and the money I was making and the titles and everything I had, or I could put myself back into that situation when I was the young kid looking for help and guidance and wisdom and everything else, and then I could go do that. And so that's that's what I did. I, I mean, I ultimately had to make a sudden decision to leave my career and walk away from 20 plus years of building this career from nothing to um, you know, to where I was at the time, I was a senior vice president of finance and strategy for Madison Square Garden in New York. And I just said that this is what I want to do. I, I want to give back and and it comes with a lot of risk and it comes with a lot of opportunity, though, as well. Yeah. And I think I think certainly the one thing this year is is really shown everybody is that, you know, the 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 not now when kind of idea you know taking those opportunities making those decisions and living it now really is the the only way to do it and I think if you can get into that mindset then those decisions like you said along with your value structure and all of that they are there for you to support you aren't they it, it there totally is I, I'll tell you the one thing there's one mindset idea if, if anybody, if, if your listeners take one thing away from the conversation today, and I hope it's this, and this is what got me over the hump to, to, to do this, is whenever we're facing decisions in our career, whether it's, you know, for me, it was to leave Madison Square Garden and, and start this venture. Whenever you're looking at, should I leave my company and go to this job? Should I take that job? Should I move to this city or whatever else? We need to understand something that's very basic with our human thought processes, which is this, is we spend most of our time trying to protect what we could lose instead of going after what we could actually gain. And we look at what we have right now, we're so afraid to lose it, whether it's the dollars that we have, it's the lifestyle that we have, it's the situation that we're in, it's it's like your comfort zone, right? And we don't chase after that risky thing or do that thing. I'm, I'm not telling anyone to put their life in peril or danger or whatever else. But what I am suggesting is that the minute you take the mindset of, I'm going to be smart and protect so I don't lose too much, but I'm also not going to forego the upside opportunity to protect the downside loss. And 
for me, that's exactly what I did is I said, okay, look, I, I'm willing to lose a certain amount of dollars. I'm willing to lose, you know, certainly lose my ego and I don't have the title and all that stuff. I'm willing to lose that to a point. And at that point, here's what I'm going to make decision B option B. But once I did that and I said, I'm okay with the loss because I know what I'm going after is the gain. It changed everything for me and it made my decision that much easier. And more importantly, my wife was also on board too. Uh, that, I think that's really important as well. So I, like, that's what I'm doing. I'm chasing after the upside potential. My goal with this, my company is 10 and 10. I want to impact 10 million students over the next 10 years. And if I don't make a dime doing it, that's okay. But the upside potential is I can leave the world better than I found it. Then that's more important to me than losing another couple hundred thousand dollars if I'd stayed on my job. Yeah, I love that, and 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 also it's interesting, sort of listening from the outside into in, into your world. There, it, it, that 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 same essence of you know, making sure your boss is happy, making sure you're doing more, making sure you're giving someone else, and 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 those themes sort of keep coming through, which which is really great to hear. So, for those people who would be interested in in getting involved or or to, or to find out more, how how, how does it work for a, a student or or someone that actually works with you or, or part part of the movement? So right now we have the uh, book that I published. Um, it was just over, I guess, a month ago. It was on September 1st. Um, published a book. It went bestseller on Amazon. So they can read the book. There's a lot of the ideas for how to stand out and what I went through in the book. Um, they can go to www.standoutmovement.com, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna have training. Uh, sessions coming out. We're going to have live monthly coaching where we're going to each month we're going to go in and uh, teach the concepts that are in the book and the concepts that I've learned, the concepts of standing out. We are going to once we once the COVID situation uh, <laughs> sort of um, goes away a little bit, we're going to have live events, uh, which I think are going to be fantastic. I'm super excited about the things we're putting together. We'll do virtual events. There'll be a lot of things, but it all starts with you can go to the website and you can join, you get on an email list um, and, and we'll share what, what's coming. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Um, if you look up John Walsh standout, I, I think I pop up there. And then I'm on Instagram as well um, at John Walsh underscore standout. But everything goes through the website. If you want to just go to the website, you can see everything there and the connections to social media are there. And that's when we're going to that's where we're going to start putting things. And you can see you can sign up for the classes and buy the training programs and everything else. But our goal really is to provide these opportunities for however um, you want to learn. If you're, if you like to read, great. We have a book. If you like to write, we have a journal coming out uh, um, in a couple months. If you like to be coached, we have a coaching program. If you want to do one-on-one coaching, we have that as well. If you want us to come to your school or come to your, this is the the bulk of what we do is, if you want us to come to your school or come to your place of business and teach these concepts and teach your young students and and young professionals how to stand out we've got programs where we can come do that. If you want to go experience it live, we, we'll, that's where we have the live events. Um, so it, there's just a lot of great opportunities there. And our, but our goal is just to get students, young professionals ready for life after school. And what I like about that, and, and it's something I've heard a few times now uh, over the, well, we're 160 odd episodes in, in on education on far, but it's that sense of, of learning it in your way. Um, and and I just mm-hmm. want to touch a little bit on your school experience in, in terms of, of how you feel about that. But th- that kind of essence that when you're at school, you know, 
it might be that knowledge is given to you and you have to just take it down in a certain way. And I've heard lots of people now talking about, I kind of understood it, but it didn't really work for me. And I went away and maybe like say, you then watched it on a video and it seemed to work that way. Or we were given this information in a certain way, but I wanted to actually do it. I wanted to sort of be part of it. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to be in a community doing it. Um, and, and I think understanding that just because you come across things in a particular way, if it doesn't work for you, there are other ways around it. And and I don't know if that's what you remember from school as well or, or what your experience was of that. That You are 100% right. That is exactly right. There there are times when I just, I love reading and I can, I can spend all my time going through books. And there's times where I just, whether it's my life situation or whatever else, I don't like to read. And so I like to, I'll listen to audiobooks instead. Sometimes I don't want to do an audiobook. I want to actually go to a seminar and learn in person. Sometimes I want to meet one-on-one and just like, tell me how you did what you did and like what you're doing, right? With, with this, right? And I think, um, there's a couple things about learning. I mean, you can't just go out and learn. It just you have to want to do it for a reason and a benefit. And um, unless you're just insatiable and you just this thirst for knowledge and you want to take in as much information as you can, most of us um, have to have a reason for doing it. Like if people want to join the standout movement and they want to get behind this concept, they have to have a reason for wanting to stand out. They have to buy into the idea that they need to stand out. And by the way, you do. As competitive as the world is, you need to stand out. Um, and so you have to want to do it. And then you have to have a reason for it. Like, what's the outcome of it? Like, your why? And then from there, it's like, okay, what is the best way for me to learn? For some people, they can read it and they can just put it right into practice. Other people say, you know what? I need someone to show me how to do it. And still yet others are like, I guess what? I have to experience it. And a lot of what, what young people now is they're reading these great books and everything else, but they're not doing something with it. And that's what Standout, what our movement's trying to do is give you the information, but we're not only going to just give you the information, we're going to give you the resources and, and the things you need to do to act on it. You mentioned community. We're going to put the community of people that are going through the same experience with you all around you. We're going to connect you to experts that you can reach out to and almost like, you know, a coach or a mentor that's there for for helps for help and then we're going to give you the opportunities and the benefits the 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 things that happen on the back end when you do that and i think by doing all that that helps people get into the standout movement but you have to want to do it you have to have a re i had a hunger to not go backwards to my older self to myself before and i was always chasing that 10 year person so anything anybody put in front of me, I was going to absorb it and I was going to do something with it. You have to have a reason for it. Otherwise, knowledge is just knowledge. And I think that really is the key to to really, I think, where the education system needs to change. It, that's where the whole idea of uh, a personal curriculum comes in, because when you feel like you might not even know what that big outcome is, but you kind of have the essence that you can control how you feel back to that kind of conversation. You know, I love doing this. This makes me want to get up in the morning. This makes me want to do X. This makes me want to do Y. Or often the way it works for me is the fact that I don't know what I want to do, but I know I definitely don't want to do that. And when you sort of get rid of all the things you don't want to do, you then start to carve that path for you going through. And and I think it's it's starting early enough within within that school system to be able to just feel like you're not supposed to know all the answers, but you're supposed to know, like say, these skills that we're talking about, this understanding of when you do know where you're going and what you want and you start to get an idea of all of that, then all these things come into play. And I think 
when you hear that, when you know that, then you start to feel like, oh, right, it's almost like a, a weight lifts off your shoulders. You know, I'm not just stuck in there being told stuff because that's what I've got to do in at 18. I'm going to clear off and, and do something else. It's like, as we, as we said, you know, uh, half an hour or so ago now, you have control, whatever that happens to be. Mm-hmm. And I think when you understand and you feel that early on, I think you get away from all that lethargy and actually you can get going much earlier. I, I totally agree. And that's where I love the the mission that we have as a company, which is it's really hard for schools and for companies to put together what we've put together because it's really hard. And there's so much information out there. And and they're like, what do you what do you teach first? How do, how does it all fit together? And so when I wrote the book, that's exactly what I did as I said, look, you can Google anything. You could learn anything. It's at it's at your it's at your fingertips. You just have to pick up a phone or a computer or whatever else if you're fortunate enough to have one. But there's nothing that like makes it all tie together. And so what my company, my company is called Standout X. That's actually an acronym for how you stand out. And it's what I learned. And I, I've been spending the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years interviewing people that to me stood out. Like, how did they do it? What do they do? And reading books and going to seminars and all that, and I've put together this this framework, this playbook, which is what my book is about, and it's what my company is about. It says, okay, so if you want to stand out, and by the way, you do, and I, I talk about why you want to stand out. There's a way to do it, and and the standout X, which is my company, is the acronym. And just as a like a little bit of a teaser, it starts with S. It starts with yourself. If you're going to do anything, you have to start really knowing who you are what you're about, what you're good at, what you like, what you don't like, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, who you want to be in the future. It's really that deep, deep self-discovery of, of who you are, and we help you do that. And once you know that, that's sort of your point A. That's who you are today. Then we can help you think about the T in standout, which is your tomorrow, and that is where are you going? Where are you headed? For some people, they discover exactly what they want to do. For others, it's more of a general direction of where they're heading. But if we can help you discover who you are today, and we can help you discover, and we will help you discover where you're going tomorrow, you now have your point A and your point B. The rest of the acronym about attitude and now your purpose and all those things is just connecting the dots between point A and point B and walking that journey with you to get you there. And so this framework is beautiful because it shows how everything ties together. If you read a book, here's where it plugs into the framework. If you have a gap, here's we can identify that gap for you and tell you here's where you should focus your life or your career to close that gap along along this this playbook. So I think it's really good. I think it's super powerful. It certainly helped me in my career, and it's helped a lot of people that unknowingly did it themselves um, as they went through and, and they stood out in their career or industry or wherever. So I, I hope people join the movement. I hope people get behind this idea because I think every one of us has the ability to stand out in our way, in the time that we're meant to stand out for the benefit of other people. And if we can help people discover that and optimize that and put people in the right place when that opportunity opens, then people are going to go out and do great things. And that's what our mission is. Well, John, I I don't think there's anything to add to that. I think you just succinctly put all of that and the idea of the framework and just the support and and the intention and everything so beautifully. Um, yeah, thank you so much for spending your time and sharing all that with us. And and I hope people, well, I know people are going to be 
um, excited about the fact that they suddenly feel supported and they can understand how that their future can unfold in this kind of scenario. So yeah, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Mark. And I hope everyone has a, a great and wonderful life and you go stand out and experience what that really feels like. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. I'd like to thank the National Association for Primary Education for their continued support and sponsorship of this show. NAEP are currently supporting teachers by producing fortnightly videos which cover themes like art, school trips and literacy. Also they are giving away e-copies of their professionally produced journal Primary First. To find out more about the association please go to nape.org.uk. That's nape.org.uk.